Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy. Standing six foot two, 299 pounds. The number one fuck boy. All you gotta do is trust me. Johnny G, joining me in the High and Mighty studios, is not Arthur Gabris. He is distracted by Mrs. Gabris herself, my wife. But... Joining me in the High and Mighty Studios virtually, of course, of course, from across the nation, keeping us COVID safe, former guest, boy genius, adult genius, podcast host, comedy writer, uh, former theater director, former geek of Beauty and the Geek, it's fucking Nate Dern! Wow, that's the best intro I've ever gotten in any context in my entire life. And I, I'm a listener of the podcast, and I never get tired of the high and mighty intro. Well done, sir. I, I'm so I pumped to you. have you. Darren, you're the perfect guy to get a big intro because uh, you are a recurring guest, so we're comfortable around each other. Your name, I objectively know how to pronounce it. I have There's no show. <laughs> like it is locked in as two simple syllables of <laughs> two names I recognize. You're ready to shout that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very easy. Rolls off the tongue. And... I'm fucking worked up today, you know? I'm just excited. Oh, great. This Me is too. my first record of the new year, so I feel no like I'm, I'm back at work now. Back oh, at work great. with High and Mighty. I, cool, I 2021. Fuck, yeah, dog, we're living large now, son. Um, And specifically, you've been on previously, if people want to look it up, I don't remember the number. This is something I should do ahead of time. But uh, we talked about wasted potential, which was something you and I have in common and conversations. We <laughs> I think wasted potential is something you and I and the people of Earth have in common. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone who's ever lived, except for like, gosh, who? The Rock? I don't know. There's like 0.01% of people maybe who've like didn't waste any of their potential. Right. Uh, and that's not including people who really used up all of their potential, but were gifted a very small amount of potential. 
Right. You know what right. I mean? There are some That's people true. who like used it all. Hey, no, I used all my, I didn't waste any potential. It's a bummer where I'm at, but this is all the potential I had. This is all I was given. I used a hundred percent of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. I went, the tank is empty, baby. I got no yeah, more. Yeah. <laughs> I had 85 cents in my pocket. I couldn't even get a full candy bar. I had to get half a candy bar worth of achievements. I had to go but... splitsies with a guy behind me in line. Uh, <laughs> but now I want to talk about, because this is motivation month here on High and Mighty, where we're uh, getting motivated. It's January. Uh, it's been, a, 2020 was a very specific year, is all I'll say. Um, lots uh, Eventful, if you will. So it feels good to like, I'm going to revisit, realign, uh, recenter myself and and head out, head off into, tw- I think also I turn 39 uh, in a couple of weeks, oh, okay. which I think is a great year-long countdown in a person's life that year leading up to 40 so i feel like i gotta get my fucking ducks in a row here and i'm abusing my platform of having a (laughs) podcast to have friends come on and help me talk through this (laughs) i mean if you if if not having a podcast lets you get your ducks in a row why even have one you know (laughs) yeah right if i can't use this to get a a a trial lawyer and uh lined up (laughs) I got shit. Shit's about to hit the fan in my camp. <laughs> uh, but you're always you're someone I've always enjoyed talking to. I think we have similar tastes that you just sort of are, in my mind, like the more ambitious. Like we're both a little crunchy, a little intellectual. But you are, I aspire to you in those ways, and like you're you're like love of the outdoors and of trying and new shit that would scare other people. Like I've always appreciated that about you. Oh, thank you. So having you on and after doing your new podcast, which is all about what other people are trying to do. um, I thought, well, well, let's get together and talk about new things we want to try to do. Or here's something else I want to throw out there. Is there anything that you've been like, this is something I've been trying to do for 10 years. And you're like, fuck it. Let's just give up on it. Is there? Oh, interesting. Because I'm wondering if there's some things yeah. in my life where it's like, you know what? You're 40 and you haven't gotten to it yet. Maybe it's okay to say Ooh, you don't ever really want to do it. Yeah. And yeah. that's something something I'm struggling with because I feel the same way about creative projects, friendships, like all this shit where it's like, do I sh- should I keep putting work into this? Like, is this right. going to happen? Is this a thing? Oh, man. I, I love both those topics. Yeah, I'm ready to get into it. So let's start off. Like, are you... Uh, you're a guy who I, I consider like ambitious and motivated, but I do know that you've you started a new job that's time consuming. But have you taken up anything in 2019 and uh, 2020 and 2019? <laughs> I'm doing great. So I got my ducks in a row. It's 2019 <laughs> ready to run <laughs> off by two years. <laughs> oh, buddy, buddy, buddy. Yeah, you're 41 years old, Gabrus. I don't know how to tell oh, you no, this. You're no. two years behind. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time to give up some of my goals then. <laughs> but uh, is there anything that it, since the pandemic started or more specifically, because we have this arbitrary Gregorian desire on Jan 1 to come up with something, uh, something that kicked off in the new year or in the pandemic, have you picked up any hobbies, activities, areas yeah, I mean, of research or interest? Yeah, I'm I'm very much one of those people that is like a total basic bitch when it comes to New Year's and setting goals and New Year's resolutions. Like I do that every January. And I know it's kind of lame, but I I always do that. So I I did it a little bit at the pandemic with like, okay, this is a reset, a chance to 
try to set some goals. And then inspired by when we talked on my podcast, you showed me this cool schedule that you had made for your week, kind of like if you could plan your ideal day, how would you spend the day? And I went and did that. And I've been trying to do that in January. Oh, cool. Uh, I downloaded an app called the Omaze Daily Wellness app that's supposed to help you uh, like maximize uh, how many hours you're spending doing each each thing. Um, it's very like it like tracks each moment, and then you get a you get a notification if like if I don't read enough or if I don't write enough on my own my side projects. It's like you you didn't reach your side project writing goal today. Uh, oh, so that cool! Type of and thing. is that is that like an honor system thing with yourself, or you're like yes. You go to so you go in and I did twenty minutes of Spanish to uh, tutor tutelage exactly tutelage like I, uh, on my I, thing I, is a lot of Spanish tutelage. I have this uh, Franciscan <laughs> Franciscan monk from Madrid who's going to teach me <laughs> the art of uh, wine making. Uh, oh, that's it's called Omaze Daily Wellness, and and have you found? I find if I give myself one of these things, I end up getting mired down in the operation of it and allow that to scratch a productivity itch for myself. Like me too. I I will say, uh, my to-do list is an abusive, like I definitely do the thing where making the to-do list feels like I got stuff done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it kind of is true because you got to get some direction going, but I, I rest on my laurels pretty free. Like if I set up this Omaze daily wellness thing and like figured out exactly what I wanted to do, I could ride for two weeks, not doing anything being like, well, I set up the Omaze. Oh, I thing. did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> exactly. And I, I already messed up because I said the name wrong. It's O waves, like a wave that a surfer rides. So O oh. waves, but I'm, I'm hoping that just by doing that I'll then like get in the habit of those things and then I'll be able to leave using the app because it is yeah. almost like it is just kind of one other thing I'm doing like updating the app and oh I forgot to update the app and that sort of thing which is kind of annoying and it wants you to like sync it with your Apple watch which I do not have so it, want, <laughs> it like has all these other features that it, but I'm hoping I can just use it to kick off some better habits yeah I would love like what you're describing uh, if I had like uh, and I, a floating iPad that was with me that just had blinking <laughs> the five things I keep saying I want to do every day, like meditate, read for 30 minutes, write for 30 minutes. And if I, if that just hovered near me and I could like swipe my finger through, like when I complete the task, that would be the best for like, but right. The minority report style. Just yeah, exactly. Just, you can yeah, just or do even it. like, uh, like just in your room, you could be like, Hey, Alexa log. I did my 30 minutes of writing. Or oh, whatever. Right. Yeah. Because otherwise I'd be like, Oh, now I got to go in the app and now I'm on Instagram. And now I'm like yep. six years back at a female bodybuilders fucking Instagram. <laughs> Does she have a husband? Like, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> wait, how am I here? Yeah. It feels like, it feels like you've been drugged and you come to like, yeah. wait, what? It's like, Holy shit. Her kid had her birthday party. At- <laughs> like, wait a minute. What the fuck am I looking at? On Insta- <laughs> I do not need to do this. Yeah. The fact well, that I know other- this is, ruining my brain (laughs) (laughs) the other the other big thing that i did for the start of the year is again i know this is very lame but i'm i'm doing the dry january which has helped a lot oh nice we're on that too we're on day 18 of uh, today's january 18th we're on dry january as well it's been great um that's been helping to kind of meet these goals and just like feeling a little bit better to like get an hour of writing done before my work day starts, which is like a struggle, but then I feel so much better if I can do that. And then the other thing is I did delete 
from my phone, Instagram, Twitter, and I'd previously deleted Facebook. So I still have my accounts, but they're not on my phone. Because I kept telling myself, like, because I, I write for The Tonight Show, and so we, like, pitch guest comedy a lot. And so I tell myself, like, well, I got to look up, you know, uh, Anne Hathaway's Instagram to see what stuff she's into so I can pitch a good idea. So for work, I need it on my phone. But it's really not true. I can't. Yeah, you just, sit at your computer for work too. Yeah, right? I can that, find that information in other ways. Do you ever feel this is when I feel at my worst when I'm sitting at my computer and I'm doing something on my screen that I'm not supposed to be that isn't the project I want to be doing. For example, like right. I have uh, a Netflix comedy special up on my screen while I'm supposed to be right, and I have my final draft document here blank, and then I'm looking at my phone. And I yes. look up from my phone and I'm like, I'm like four layers removed from this final draft document where I'm like, yeah. I need to put my phone away, shut this off. Is this a podcast playing in my room? Right. Like, start, like, I'm like, what the fuck? I wasn't paying attention to any of it. I was giving everything yes. 5% attention. And that's when I'm, that's when I'm like at my most embarrassed. And I frequently oh find my gosh, myself yeah. like that. And I haven't. Oh, me too. I think deleting off the phone might be the idea, but I do in the last little bit have convinced myself that I need it for some reason. I don't know. It's so hard. Like, especially if you're working in entertainment, like you, you do have an extremely enjoyable and entertaining like Twitter presence. And, you know, all that stuff is a part of what we do for work or especially in, in your case, I think like, so I don't think you're wrong to say right. that, that is a part of your job. You know, it's a, it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah, but it's sort of like if you were a security guard and part of your job was like wiping down the top of your desk and you just spent like all day wiping down the top of your desk as people were walking in and out with like stolen goods, <laughs> you might eventually say to yourself like, okay, I think I'm doing this wrong. I know what you're time, saying. Yeah, yeah. He one time made an offhanded comment like, hey, if you got some free time, wipe down your desk. And then you neglected all other duties and yeah. people are stealing shit and like fights are breaking out. But like my desk is spotless. I know. That's right. I come back to that a lot because- I think I do get some good out of social media for my career and for my level of uh, of the level of informed I want to be. Right. But I do think I have in my relationship with social media and arguably my phone is like is wrong. Like I, it's right. got it's got me. I think I need to do. I did the thing where I moved like Twitter and Instagram to like all the way where it's yeah, hard to get to. I did to. that too. Yeah. Did that but, make a difference for you? No. Now I'm yeah. like. But now I have like my phone, my wrist does all this like default movement to be like open phone, swipe to search, type I and Instagram yep. comes up, hits it. And it's like now I'm just doing more like now I might as well put it back on the front page because I'm checking it every day, like several times a day. I might as well just like I'll be in line at seven. I was in line at Seven Eleven today for like a minute and a half. And in that minute and a half, I'm taking out my phone and like looking through Instagram and I'm not commenting. I'm not writing. I'm not saying, Oh look, Nate Dern, uh, his dog is doing something cute. It's none of that. I'm just going right. like yep. power consuming imagery. Just like slack jaw. Just <laughs> yeah. like letting it, your eyes glaze over. Like, yeah. oh. It's like I, this. Why won't I just look at the Seven Eleven menu or like the way people just stare at a sign while you wait? Like, I'm like, no, I got to get more information. And that information is just JPEG imagery, uh, you know, people 
presenting their best selves forward to me just firing through it at a rate that you're not supposed to see human imagery. <laughs> right. Well, I think it, I think there's such an interesting line between like guys like us who are I think we like the idea of being more efficient and like there's a there's a, there's a blend between the wellness like even this app I have the O O Waves wellness app it's called like it's to make us be better people, but then that's just one step away from being like more efficient capitalists and like more efficient uh, right. consumers and sharers of data in this new like data economy where we're finding little minutes of time that we can consume other people's data and then minutes of time where we can share data just so that like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk can, can have more money. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then on top of it, where am I? What am I even doing if I'm making a podcast where I talk about how, like, you got to get off your phone more, but you can only <laughs> listen to this if you have a smartphone? Like, that, there, right, right. there's layers to it, too, where I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not adding to Like, I, I'm with you that it feels like I just need to be a more productive member of capitalist society. And it's like, well, no, that's not what I want. I want to create. And I'm like, well, you could create all fuck a day, but you want to sell a TV show, which means you, you also, wanna, right. Yeah. And it's like, well, you want money. And it's like, well, admit to yourself out loud that you need to work harder so that you can have more money so that, and what do you want more money for? To own a home? Why do you want to own a home? It's like all these. And then it's like, yep. I don't know. Cause when I was a kid, <laughs> my parents buying their home was like a huge event in my family. <laughs> and I guess that's important. But now I'm going on 20 years of not having a uh, owning a home. It's been fine. Right. I don't fucking know <laughs> right. what's going on. I don't even know. That's uh, now we're stumbled into other problems I have. It's like, I don't even know what I want, where I want to end up. I feel like you're yeah. the same way. Like the diner menu of, you know, the diner menu destination issues of fucking polymaths of just like, I like to do a lot of different stuff. Oh, I could be 15% uh, successful in a bunch of different little things. Is this sustainable? Worth it? Is this what I really want? And I can't answer any of those questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I'm at a transitional point right now where I think probably when we talked last, it, I can't remember if I brought this book up, but I think it was probably my like guiding principle was this book called um, Strength Finder, which is just kind of this like cheesy self-help book that a friend of mine recommended. But basically the idea of that was like, our education system's wrong when like, if you're bad at math, they tell you take more math classes. And the whole Strength Finder principle was like, if you're bad at math, but good at verbal or good at writing, don't work on math at all. Cause that naturally doesn't come to you. Throw that away, put your energy into the thing that you're naturally good at. And so like years ago, I think that was my idea of like, oh wow, specialization, specialization, which again, like be behind the wellness mantra is sort of a capitalization mantra too, of like, we're all cogs in a machine we should just have one purpose etc yeah don't now, don't try to become a painter if you are a math guy in that case just be a cpa or whatever you know <laughs> and you're like right. okay <laughs> and it, it is weird that all of, everything like what do you want to be when you grow up what do you want to do where do you want it's all always career even from when we're kids to even yes now when we talk to our fellow friends who do the same shit as us comedy creatives whatever you want to call it like even when you talk to our friends about it's like what's been up it's like well here's the work thing i did the work exactly. thing i did yeah, the work thing the i'm hoping answer, to do right? yeah yeah it's weird how much we and i i know for a fact due to four years of therapy that i attach so much self-worth and self-validation to my level of employment employedness which right. is insane right. but like it, 
it's just a matter of being invited to the party. And in this case, the party is like uh, capitalist success, capitalist yeah. success. And having having a good answer to that question of like, what are you doing? What? Yeah. 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 And it's such a weird vibe. It's such a weird headspace to be in where you're like, I don't know what I want to do job wise. And then it's like, next time someone says like, so what, what are your goals? I'm going to just be like, I want to go to the beach more. Right. Like I'm going to say that at the next general meeting I'm in and, and see if that just ruins it. <laughs> but I, I, when they like roll, when they look at me like, huh, I'm going to be like, sorry, I'm just being a hundred percent honest. I think I, the main thing I want in life is to be able to go to the beach more like stress-free. <laughs> right. And I think I'd be, I think that's one thing I could do that would make me happier and yeah, be like, like objectively, an increased quality of life. And maybe that means shooting a couple of movies a year, so then I have a ton of money, and then I could right. be off those for two, a couple. Yeah, those two goals could go together. <laughs> right. Yeah. But first up is it's all because I want more beach time. That's what I, <laughs> I'm going to just start being frank with myself. I'm pursuing more time at the beach, more time off at the beach. That's a good goal. Yeah. Um. So I just I just read a different book that's like a contrary to the Strength Finder thing. Uh, this oh. book called Range by David Epstein. That's more about how it's good for us to have breadth. Oh no way! Yeah, have I bought you read it. it yet? I, no, I bought you recorded this when I oh, did, did your pod. Yeah, yeah, and I bought it, and I have since finished like three books. Oh great! One audio, uh, two audio, three read since I did your pod, where I was oh, trying cool. to read more. So. Um, uh, and then this is the this book's up next on my list because you oh, rec- you recommended it and it's yeah. kind of zeitgeisty for what you and I end up talking about a lot too. Yes, exactly. exactly. So, so talk to us a little bit about this. You went from Strength Finder where you're like, gotta <laughs> find my strengths, <laughs> and that one is very much just like a self help book, whereas Range is a little bit more of like a journalistic exploration, like kind of more like a Malcolm Gladwell book where yeah, he, like he's like pseudoscience level, exactly synthesi- synthesizing a lot of other people's studies. But I, I think it's still interesting. But his big thing is like all the different areas where having a greater breadth of knowledge makes for more interesting people and like better innovators and um kind of like the the simple way to explain it is that bill gates is a person who reads like five books at the same time and they're all from different areas of study and like some are fiction and some are from the past and then he finds these like innovative connections between these two books that seemingly don't have anything to do with each other but because he's exposed to these different areas, he innovates through connecting. And so it's kind of like the opposite of specializing, like being very broad will lead to greater inner innovation in, you know, in whatever different ways you can define that. Yeah, because right in 1995, he was reading a book about computer programming and about uh, the glass in windows and he kind of tied them together. <laughs> it was like, how about windows 95? And people are like, uh-huh. this fucking guy <laughs> <laughs> light bulb. <laughs> but there is something cool. Like I love hearing shit like that. I love like those kind of rich, curious people. I love hearing like <laughs> their hobbies. They're some of my favorite, like, do you know Brian Grazer has lunch once a week with someone from a like a different like there was like always stories like that like right, right. Brian Grazer's assistant schedules a, a two hour lunch with a different scientist or leading thinker in a field every week I'm like that's the shit I want money and an assistant for yeah. like, I mean <laughs> I'll start with them booking him. the yeah. podcast and then have them book my lunch with fucking dignitaries or whatever <laughs> but that's like that's the kind of shit I love to hear. And like hearing that Bill Gates thing of like reading a bunch of shit at once and connecting it or like, you know, he used to, he, uh, he insisted on going outside and chopping wood. It was the only way to clear his head or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like I love reading 
I read like one of those hobbies of the creatives book that like Tim Ferriss put out or something. Oh, put yeah, out. yeah. And it was like a lot. I mean, it's always like everyone's different, but it's always like wake up at 2 a.m., write from 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. And it's like, okay, that's the brick I'm having trouble with. Like, mm, I, like, interesting. I, like yeah. yeah. A lot of people are always like wake up, eat breakfast, exercise, read, and then write for seven hours. It's like, okay, okay. And that's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, <laughs> I'm with you. I know that's true, but like, I yes, this calendar looks amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> seven hours you write for that? I mean, talk to me more about how hard that is. That's the shit I'm curious. Yeah. About. Uh, how are you finding the uh, trying to squeeze? You you mentioned it in passing earlier, but it stuck with me. Trying to squeeze in that hour of writing for yourself before work in the morning. It's hard for me. I'm, I don't know if this is an excuse, but I feel like I'm always someone who said I'm not a morning person. And I don't know if there's any truth to that of like right. the, whatever my uh, circadian rhythms are predisposed to or whatever. I think probably anyone can get used to anything if you make it a habit. So I just got to get on that. So what, I, what I've been trying to do is uh, since daylight savings time happened this, uh, this past fall, um, ever since then, for some reason, it messed up my cat. And my cat has been wanting to eat breakfast earlier and earlier. <laughs> and she starts meowing and walking on my pillow, like meowing in my ear, like screaming in my ear and my wife's ear until we wake up and feed her. And it's kind of, it's been this small little torment that I feel like I can't really get sympathy for, from people who have, you know, real problems. Kids, or unemployed. Kids, yeah, yeah. Uh, or unemployed. Every, Every story I talk about with anyone is always like got to be the caveat is like, and yes, my wife and I are both working and we have no children and own an apartment, like living it, not own an apartment, but have a place to live, have yes. jobs, two computers, like all that. And that's no all kids. true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but given all that, my life is a living hell because <laughs> of fucking cat. cat. <laughs> like it's truly monstrous. Like, and uh, we've tried so many things of we have like a spray bottle and I'll try to spray the cat, but the cat doesn't learn. And now it's just like a game for the cat <laughs> and she'll hide and go hide in the closet. And then, and then my adrenaline gets so worked up cause I'm so mad at the cat that I can't fall back to sleep anyway. So I'm like, well, I might as well get up now. So my new thing that I'm trying to do in 2021 is turn that negative into a positive and try to be grateful for the cat. Cause it, it happens at about as soon as the sun comes out. And so like today, I think it was, I forget, like 5.50 or 6 a.m. or something. <laughs> so that's a little too early, but I'm still going to try to just be like, okay, I'm awake now. Thank you, cat, for getting me up. Thank you, Renly Baratheon, the cat. Uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> thank you. I'm going to go right now because I'm awake. And like the next hour and a half or two hours that I would sleep anyway until I had to get up for work. I, like well, now will be not that beneficial anyway because I'm like agitated and right my REM and it's not going to be fully rest restful. You're going to toss and turn. You're going to wake up. Yeah, it's like rip this bandaid off, and if you do that enough, you'll probably start falling asleep at 10:30 p.m. at night. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm still right now. I'd say overall, I feel tired. <laughs> but I'm like pushing through it. <laughs> That's always the best when you're like, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be the new way I live my life. I'm one day in and it's unsustainable, but I think. <laughs> Truly sound... no way to sustain this. <laughs> yeah. That's how I, you sound like me. It's like, well, I've been getting up at 8 a.m. for two days now and I fucking hate it. And I said <laughs> so I, I was going to do it for the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, any check-in in like two weeks into January or however many weeks into January is doomed to not yeah. age well. Yeah, I've already bailed on all this. Yeah, this is going to come out in three days and we'll already I'll have quit. Already yeah, like, people are going to tweet you, hey, you know, waking up at six is like, oh, that's gone. I, the cat, I put the cat to sleep. Yeah, I, I, the cat has been euthanized. Thank you, though. Best wishes, Nate Turn. It's been three days. I said, fuck it. I don't really need to write another spec and just killed the cat and I've been sleeping in. <laughs> just going to the beach a lot and sleeping in. Yeah, it's great. Well, all I want to do next uh, general meeting, I want to sleep in and go to the fucking beach. Oh, I'm not <laughs> hired. Oh, that makes sense. That's completely fair. I understand. Thank you for your time. <laughs> not sure I want to be hired and that might explain my behavior. See you later. <laughs> um, Cause that's, I think that's where I'm at mentally is that I'm not a morning person. But mm-hmm. I am too much of a procrastinator to lo- like to pretend to be anything else. Right. Like if I was sitting down at the computer at 1030 at night and like getting some stuff done or being creative for between 1030 and one in the morning, I would say like, then you're allowed to sleep in, you know, but right. I'm, I'm not using that time well either. I'm right. like, <laughs> not waking up early, but I am staying up late, but it is for watching, putting on a movie at 1030 PM where I'm like, now's the time to watch <laughs> vertical limit. Like, now's you know, the time to like- <laughs> start this two hour plus runtime <laughs> yep. commitment. Yeah. My tiff's asleep on the couch. I could, should just get us both into bed, but instead I'm going to start this movie and that will be the thing I need to get my creative. Like it's always some dumb shit. Yeah. And then I, so I I've been trying to wake up like without a thing to do in the morning. It's like I gotta just try to like wake up and oh wake up even when you don't have something yeah, going on to combat my procrastination and laziness. I feel like I just need to be like by noon you should every day you should have done a thing and exercised like yeah and then fucking. That's what I need to do to myself, truly. I, I think the answer here is, and maybe it is a little self-fulfilling or I am aiming to succeed for myself, but I think what I need to do is like, you need to wake up and while you drink your coffee, get that reading in that you've been talking about doing. And then after you drink your coffee, get that exercise in you've been thinking yeah. you're doing. And then at whatever time it is there, 11 a.m., noon, fuck off for the rest of the day and do nothing right. like i think that's where i need to tell my brain to do and then it's like okay well now i can actually do some creative shit like i feel yeah, like yeah. I, I keep trying to brick myself into these like ways and i and i'm constantly i'm playing games with myself i'm gamifying everything to lo- in for both positive versions for myself and negative versions of myself the the Overton window for what is considered productive shoots <laughs> wildly all over the spectrum for myself where I'm like, well, I opened that w- package I got from the weed company and I took out the recycling, which is like a total of six minutes. Now let's blow off and watch four hours of anime. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think I that. Yeah, right. Like my such a sliding scale. I used to like allow, you know, it used to be every once in a while, I'd be like, I haven't done anything for five days. I randomly got this job. I have something to do today. When I get home, I'm allowed. That's like, yeah, I'm allowed to have a weekend feeling moment. Right. But when nothing official is happening, it's like all like the same. I live like by my wife's schedule. Like I'm 
oh, so happy it's Saturday. And she's like, you didn't do anything yesterday either. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, but now you don't have anything to do. So I don't feel even any of your stress, which has been right. nice. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. guilty about it now because you're not doing anything either. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. That's the real bummer is that it's not stress. It is guilt where it's like, uh, I swear I was working before you came in here while I was just watching Twitch while smoking weed. Like before you came in here, I banged out mad emails. And like even like in passing now, like Tiffany will be like, oh, how was your day? I'll be like, I actually got a lot of stuff to, like way too aggressive. Just preemptively yeah, defensive yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I wrote it all down if you want to check. Yeah. If you don't believe me, I can send you the pages. I could CC you on the next email from my agent. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't even care what you're doing in there. I'm just asking you in passing because you walk yeah, past just me. Said, How are you? <laughs> you're like, so like I'm like five steps ahead where in my head you're already mad at me for how unproductive I was today. You have no, she has no idea. She doesn't care even if she did have an idea. Yeah. And yeah. I'm already nine. So she's like, so and I'm like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. You don't know what it's like <laughs> to be an artist. She's like, What? <laughs> You've already played out the whole conversation yeah, I'm in already your head. Like, so you're just jumping fine, ahead. I'll leave. She's like, huh? <laughs> I said, Do you want to order Thai? <laughs> but I read between the lines. I read between the lines. I'm sorry. I'm a fat, lazy fuck who can't even read a book. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's your quote, John, about yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's me, the guy who watched the World Series of Poker on TV and thought, hey, I could do that. I, could, I dreamt of winning big like the pros. And... I don't have the $10,000 buy-in, so the closest thing I could get is the World Series of Poker app, and I love it. You can play Hold'em in virtual cash games and tournaments, got casino mode and go up against the house, which is the one I like to do, and I don't do this one, but some people like to connect their Facebook account, and you can set up a virtual table with friends. I like to play uh, in casino mode because um, I don't want to take money from friends or lose money to friends. I, I play in a weekly cash game, so I like to go on and, you know play games with myself like all right you have this much money how long can you last can you do this don't be dumb you know so i do a lot of that stuff and um you know i love playing the bonus games where you're like ooh, the three of a kind pays a little kicker on the end i love all that stuff about it too so for me it's takes you know it's like uh playing a house poker game with some friends but it takes the edge off it's a little bit more for me in the video game territory so the world series of poker app is a great way to improve your poker skills i don't i mean maybe i like to do it for wild swings and stuff like that it's free to download uh so you know it's the best way to play social distance poker right now so it's the number one free poker game world series of poker always has tons of players online to match up whenever you want to play so uh you can get a 1 million chips as a bonus gift when you join today. So what's the holdup? Download the World Series of Poker app in the Apple App Store or on Google Play and Amazon Now. And don't forget to use my promo code WSOPMIGHTY, W-S-O-P-M-I-G-H-T-Y, for 1 million bonus chips when you sign up. That's 1 million bonus chips when you download the World Series of Poker app using promo code W-S-O-P-M-I-G-H-T-Y. That's W-S-O-P Mighty, World Series of Poker Mighty. Is there is there any new stuff on the horizon? Like, 
like you were talking about with the range guy and like becoming these polymaths, I do find, and maybe it is just the thought experiment of it all, but like letting my brain try to do something else really. And maybe it's just the fact that you're not thinking about trying to write comedy or make comedy that when you do spend time learning how to do what for me, it's been like Jeet Kune Do or Spanish yeah. or some new skill set or new strength or something like that. Taking your brain off of that for a little bit, it's like objectively feels good. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that like collecting experiences makes me feel good too. So I think, and also with our like the esoteric idea of what progress or success is in our career, learning a task and trying something and gaining some aptitude at it does feel like little battles won in a yeah. way, like little. Ba- uh, so there's something to that. Is there? Do you have anything like that that's on your plate for the for the new year, or something that's I, yeah. been on there sizzling for a long time and have not, has not really been pulled off? I kind of, I would say, I have sort of three things in that. One, one is my new podcast that I started working on in the fall, so a little bit before. But I told myself, like, I want to just do a creative project that I don't think I'll get money from. Like, I'm not going to even tell my agent about it like it's not i'm not gonna try to sell this like it's just for me to do something somewhat creative like make something with no hope of it being anything else like because i think i was a little tired of like last year i pitched uh i worked on an animated show with a friend and we worked really hard on it and we got like art made for it and we wrote us the full pilot and we had a series bible and we pitched it four places uh, or we pitched it a lot of places, but four places like heard our Zoom pitch and no one bought it. And it was very like, oh, what do I do now? And it kind of, I was very heartbroken about like trying to think of a new project to try to do that pro- that whole process again. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I want to work on something that I don't think will, I'll never have to pitch this to anyone. I'm just going right, to make right. it and it is what it is and that's fine. So that's been nice to do that with the podcast. Um, and then the other two things are after, oh man, I'm such a, uh, a basic bitch again with, uh, I'm setting new year's resolutions. And after I watched the queen's gambit, I downloaded the chess app on my phone and I've been taking lessons and I'm trying to yeah. learn chess. It, that just feels like something. If I had to guess, like if someone's like, who do you, who do you know that you think is good at chess? I'd be like Nate Dern, maybe. So it's smart that you are learning. I'm not great at it though. Like if you, we, you know, Michael Caine from yeah. not Sir Michael Caine, but Michael Caine, yeah. the Michael improviser Cruz and stand-up yeah. comedian, Michael Cruz Caine, a writer for Colbert and a stand-up. He's very good at chess. Like, and I'll play him and he'll embarrass me in five minutes and he'll be like, why'd you do that move? And I'll say, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I was trying to shake things up. Like, that is not, <laughs> that should never be your answer for chess. <laughs> chess to me is like basketball. It's like, I fully know the rules. But yes. God help watching me try to do it. <laughs> like it's just uh, it doesn't look the same when I go to sit down and try to play chess or shoot hoops. It's like, ah, oh, this doesn't look like the other guy's doing it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thought I knew what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure uh, I you know, just take the ball from here and aim yeah, it towards that. There. <laughs> yeah. Ball wow. Going hoop. Wow, weird. Not working for me. Hey, huh, the weird. knights are little L's. I get it. Ha <laughs> ha. Wow, I lost in seven moves. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, I feel like the knights are little L's 
that's I feel like that's the first like tricky thing to know. Then you're like, oh, when you first move the pawns, they can go twice. Then after that, they only go once. They capture <laughs> diagonal. Okay, I got it now. And then there's and then it's like, well, there's tactics, and then there's also strategy, and those are different. And then like, oh my god, I, <laughs> just immediately I lost, nauseous. Lost me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is, that's a fun one. I feel like I know a few people who are, uh, got into chess in the beginning of the quarantine or have always been lightly into chess and are now like, you know, f- freaking out about it. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, former guest of the podcast, Mike Castle, big, uh, big oh, chess really? head, big chess head. Annoyingly. Uh, so he'll appreciate oh, it. I said yeah. that. <laughs> I bet he's, I bet he could kick my butt. Yeah, uh, he brought, I think he might. He wants me to play against him, which I know is a way for he wants to be able to beat me. And just have, to hold it over you. Yeah, and I won't allow that. I'll, I'll allow it. I will not allow it. The um, only way not to allow it is just to never agree to play the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> just, <laughs> I win decline. again, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you decline, you win by de, de facto. Um, that's, that's a fucking fun one. That's a good one. I... It's time for me to like learn a new skill, like, and maybe not a physical one, like a fully physical one. Maybe it's more like a craft or a hobby because I'm origami or something. Yeah. Something that I I, like kind of, I feel like every time I want to do something new, it's always physical based because I've always been kind of like that where it's like, yeah, I want to try a new sport or like I could do a half marathon or let's hike Machu Picchu. Like these are all the things I want to do, but I wonder if there's like a, like, not chess per se, but it's like I want to go. Even literally, I'm yeah. like more mental stuff. I was gonna be like, like juggle a soccer ball is what I was gonna. Say. <laughs> That's how brain my brain is. I'm such a fucking dumb jock. I'm like, well, you could do something intelligent, like brain wise, like juggling a soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that it's a soccer ball. Like that's a step above just regular balls. Like it's a little more. Yeah, it's a it's a thinking man's game. It's European. Yeah, what would it be for you? What what would be your equivalent I, of? Would you ever do something like carpentry or something where you're making something? So it is physical, but it's also like design as yeah, well. And I think yeah, I think that's more that in my element. Like. That's more what I should be looking towards. I think when I say physical, I mean like it's always like athletic or, and yeah. not even not athletic in like a, this is an athletic guy, but in what I'm doing is something other athletes do completely different than the way they do it. But it's <laughs> a physical like I would. Yeah. Like like you're saying, I wouldn't count like, you know, building a desk as the same as something like that. Yeah. Right. And I don't I don't fucking know because that that does appeal to me. That's something I don't have any of. Like yeah. I don't have any. Uh, acumen for working with my hands, tools, all that stuff. I'm yeah, really, yeah. I had a standoffish dad who didn't have time to deal with his fucking fruitcake son trying to figure out <laughs> how to fucking use a hammer or whatever. So, like, I never had that experience, and, and, I, and I never, wa- and also due to that, you know, uh, relationship with my dad, I never even fucking wanted it. Luckily, right. Tiff, my wife, is like the, you know, hammering nails into the wall, she filling. Can do all that. Yeah, she's like hanging plants into the ceiling with like drill bits and shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> be careful on the ladder as I like just go outside to play. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go do, play in the street ever... with my ball. <laughs> <laughs> would you ever do anything like get into uh, mechanics instead of carpentry? Something like like that... Zen and the art of art of motorcycle maintenance, where you're gonna find your your piece by like building a new motorcycle or like built like building a hot rod engine or something like Dude, that. that that has been talked about that has been talked about because i was ta- like 
I le- I'm on a lease with my car and I have like two years left. And in a couple of years, VW is supposed to, allegedly supposed to drop their uh, all electric bus. And I'm oh. like, I'm like, ooh, if I bought an all electric bus or an electric van and pimped it out to like, I could like travel in it and sleep in it. Yeah. That feels like a fun job. And also when me and Tiff buy a house, the next purchase we get after, or once we have a third parking spot, even we only have one now, I we want a beach cruiser car, like a beater Bronco. Yeah, yeah. And I think I could get into like, the, oh, I'm going to put the new roll bar thing on this. Yep. I think I could get into like light. Uh, I don't know if you follow Cullen. Uh, Hel- Hello, Cullen or Hell yeah, Cullen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cullen Crawford. Uh, he's He was on my podcast. He's such a funny dude. Uh, he like bought a car, pimped out his car with like racing stripes and lights. And then Amazing. he's like, and I'm just watching it. I'm like, that's the kind of fucking. And I, we're childless adults with a little bit of money to burn, like with still yeah. earning money in this. It's like, maybe that is the hobby for me is like, yeah, put a fucking board rack and a fucking uh, <laughs> desk in the back and like a little fucking cooler build out yeah. like a fucking, something I can I see can, you getting into that. I could see myself like driving up the coast and being like, I'm going to go, I'm going to do a hot tour for high and mighty. I'm going to drive myself and I'm going yeah, to sleep in my well car at campsite. Too, yeah. You could have a, like a sick ass mural on the side. Too, yeah. Oh, dude. Yes. A fucking me holding a sword in front of like a red yeah, sun. Exactly. And, like, yeah. Like a full on barbe. Oh, fuck. Uh, Nate. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> I'm I can see it. <laughs> Definitely getting a fucking. Uh, fantasy airbrush art on the side of my fucking yeah, van. I think you got to do. Uh, it. I wasn't even thinking of that. Um, yeah, it's all Tiffany is gonna together. hate me, and uh, by design, you. Once. I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is like the extent of I. I'm also. I'm so specific about using my time. Like I'm completely comfortable, absolutely wasting it. But yeah. there's. I've gotten to this thing in my life where I'm like, this is gonna take take me six hours. Or sixty bucks, and it'll take someone else one hour. Like right, right, like right, right. That math is worked out in my head so fast, where I'm like, up, oh, time to get the money out. Like if I could figure out a way where it's like I could probably fix this myself, and it'll take four hours. But if I just call someone and pay a hundred dollars, it'll take twenty minutes of their time only. It's like yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll just do that then. <laughs> I, yeah. It is the path of least resistance for me. And I think that's why it'll have to be something that is like exclusively for fun or for kicks. Like, right. Yeah. The, the, the experience is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It would have to be like, and now I get to play with it. I wouldn't be happy if I was like, and I do know a lot of people gain happy, like get happiness or feel sense of uh, being fulfilled from like, fixing up your car or like right. when you get a flat tire changing it yourself that doesn't scratch the same itch for me i'd rather beat like spider-man that feels better to me you know like i'd rather i'd rather beat the last of us <laughs> which is humiliating and to admit but you know yourself yeah i'm just being real <laughs> i have um i have a pair of uh sheets or not sheets uh blinds that i installed myself and they they stopped working and it was like, I remember early on trying to decide if I should hire a task rabbit to do it <laughs> and maybe they'd do it correctly. 
Kind of a roll of a dice, because you never know who you're getting with a task rabbit. Right. It could be uh, a guy just like us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which, just trying to make, you know, they're, they're going I from one to the I want to learn new stuff in 2021. Sorry I fucking dropped your air conditioner out your window Which, on your downstairs. Respect, thing. respect <laughs> if you're doing that. Uh, but I tried to do it myself, and I did not do a good job. And so now they just permanently stay down, and then they, like fall off sometimes when I try to adjust them. And so every time I'm reminded, not only did I do a worse job, but it took me longer. So I, I tried to choose the like path of more resistance one time and I was shown why that's not always the right path. Like maybe I'll learn a valuable parable through uh, <laughs> reading a book or the oral tradition or something. I don't need to learn a lesson with hands on like this. <laughs> um, Spanish has been something I've been struggling with. Uh, like, oh, and you said you have like an app or something? Or how I was are you doing, doing Duolingo it? pretty oh, yeah. much every day. I had like a good streak going and then that fell off. And then like I did feel like it was treading water. So now I'm like emailing with a person to do like uh, Zoom lessons oh, with and cool. stuff. Yeah. I've, I think I need – I think part of me – and again, I know that this is sort of um, privileged of me. But part of me does need to be like – if. I have to go meet this, like sort of like the gym version of exercise, yeah. like that accountability thing of like, if it's up to me to turn on the app and answer, I'll rather look at female powerlifters on Instagram. So instead yeah. having like at four thirty on Wednesday, you meet uh, the professor and talk Spanish for an hour. It's like that is mo I'm more likely to never bail on that. If it costs right. me money and there's someone else's time, like I'm so I hate running late. I don't care if other people are late and I hate running late. So I think I can activate that sort of, I don't want to waste this dude's time with like, I'll take it seriously if I'm paying a guy or I don't want to win. Maybe deep down inside it is like toxic masculinity where I'm like, I don't want this guy to think I'm like a flake bitch or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm like bro, That's I'm here. I'm at the fucking lesson I'm paying for. Right. Yeah. Why don't you knock it off, pal? He's like, what? Yeah. First, first my wife was ragging me for not getting enough done today. And now you too. He's like, I just turned He's on like, zoom. Sir, I just don't Venmo know. me the money. Por favor. <laughs> Wait, when does that start? Uh, I think it's supposed to start at uh, in February. Uh, we're trying oh, to great. set up an appointment. Yeah, I'm going to try to oh, do like a, a weekly half hour or hour lesson, depending on what he thinks is right. That's really cool. Yeah. I want to do I something should say, like that. Depending yeah. on what they think is right. It's a name whose gender I don't recognize right off the bat. So in the Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll just say they. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm correcting myself for something no one could have read or anything <laughs> yeah. like yeah, I was going to say, show me the name. You, you said that pronoun pretty certainly. Show yeah, me the name. Yeah, you're pretty confident, bro. It's like, oh, yeah. oh. Senor or senorita, let's go. Amigo. Oh, okay, no, okay. you got you to use gender yeah. in all of them. Uh, amigex. No, that's not right. That's going to be a uh, That doesn't sound right. <laughs> no. uh, so I'm hoping, and then also finally going to revisit another one. Tiffany got me for Christmas with a buddy of mine. Who also, we got, I got surf lessons from a surf instructor oh, down in, cool. in Playa, which I'm super pumped about. And she got me specifically with a good friend of mine who's sort of an amateur beginning to learn surfing as well. Oh, great. So, buddy lessons, which makes it, I'm definitely going to do it now. And it's like the Fun. commitment level. That's a great gift. Yeah. And it's such a, and it's a perfect gift for, uh, for me, like for a guy like me, where it's like, I don't know what to buy this child who just yeah. the second he wants a video game orders it. So it's like, right. give him something like this that he can't, like I might not get myself. 
truly it was the kick in the ass I needed. So now I'm like, my friend Paul is like, hey, uh, the instructor wants to try to start in February. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Here we go. Wow, yeah. cool. Also, and I'm trying to find- done that at all before? I, I surfed in uh, high school and through summers in college. Like, I think the last time I stood up on a board would be like 2005. Oh, yeah. And even then, it was that like that's a, like the East Coast people can do that. I always forget that that's even an option. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We had the, I worked at the beach uh, growing up. Like, surfing was a big part of that. I, I right. had friends in high school who surfed because their parents surfed and they got into it young. And I kind of, oh, cool. I kind of hung out with that crowd for that reason. Uh, so getting back into it now, this is kind of funny because it's something I wasn't even ever that good at previously. So yeah. it's got this weird thing where like if I was trying to play rugby again, that's something I was once good at. So I'd feel like a little bit of like shame and how bad I was. Yeah, yeah. This I'm sort of like, I don't even know, like I won't ever be frustrated with how bad I've gotten, <laughs> but I'll be frustrated for countless other reasons, but right. I won't think I like lost skill. That's so, a that's a great call. That's such a good reason to get into something new athletic wise. Cause I, I'm with with me and running every year I'm a little bit worse. Like my my mile time's a little bit worse than my like average yeah. time. And it's like that's probably not gonna change. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and it's always a little frustrating. It's not like, well, once you hit forty five, you actually start getting faster. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of finding like a totally new sport like that. That there's only you can only get better at least right. at the start, you know. Yeah, yeah. get that like uh, the they call it. Whoops, they call it in weightlifting or powerlifting or even bodybuilding, whatever strength sports in general. They call it the novice effect, where oh. like if you don't lift weights at all and you come in just by getting your form, like if you've never bench pressed before and you come to me and it's like, let's see how much you can bench press. It's like, oh, ninety five pounds, not bad for someone who's never bench pressed before. But because of the novice effect and you're just learning the lift and doing it for the first time. I could get you to put 50 pounds on your bench press in like four months, six months, wow, which is like yeah. no one who's done you. That's like an insane growth. That's a 50 make that growth. same level yeah. of improvement. Right. So there's like something to that where it's like, it, it is fun. You can make rapid progress if you're starting at like negative five or zero, right. you know what I mean? Like there is an element to that. And I, I, I just have, I have a gene and I think I've talked about this on the podcast. I have something genetically wrong with me. That is a superpower where I, don't feel the shame that a lot of other people feel like, <laughs> like I've done so many weird jobs and hobbies and events. And then I think also because of my improv background and yeah. all the random, like uh, show up at this random dude's apartment at, you know, 5 PM and teach six strangers uh, improv, like go mm. here, go to this part of the city to have an interaction with someone who can maybe get you a job. Like all this, like, walking into completely unknowns between my career uh, and my taste and thing in activities and all that. Yep. I've gained that immunity. Like that moment when I show up to the first day of Jeet Kune Do in the park and you can tell everyone is like mad shy because they're there for the first time. I'm just like, put my water bottle down and I'm like, where do we stand? You know, it's like, yep. I just, I'm broken in the, in the right way where I could just yeah, be yeah. like, I think everyone's going to mock me, but it doesn't bother. And I think it's I also mind. being self-effacing and self-deprecating, I think helps too, where it's like, no matter what you guys say about me, it's not going to be as funny as what I say about me anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, Because <laughs> I, when you do it with someone else for the first time, when you're like, you're like doing a hobby with someone else or an activity for someone, and they're like there for the first time, you're like, 
yeah, you're right. This is supposed to be intimidating, but my brain is broken where it's just like, who the fuck are these idiots? I'm always kind of funny and charming. Nothing could bother me here camping for the first time. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I have just, no expectations that I would be good at this. So right, anything I do is great. I'm so used to being bad at stuff that it doesn't even fucking weigh on me for a second. <laughs> and I think it's because I'm if you're comfortable being a novice, I think yeah. you'll be you'll be happy because my I have family members, I'm just gonna leave, but like like close family members and close friends who have such an aversion to like looking goofy or looking corny oh, for yeah. a split I think that's second. A lot of pe- that's a lot of people, yeah. A lot of people. And I think like that gets trained out of you if you like take one acting class or one improv class where it's like, right. all right, now everyone's a baked potato. And you're like rolling okay. around on the ground. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, zip, zap, zap, <laughs> yeah. everybody. Like, well, <laughs> I'm already right. doing the dorkiest <laughs> shit in the world. And that is part of the training of improv and acting. I right. feel like it's- That's intentional, yeah. Yeah, if you're okay with like- uh, the girl you have a crush on, you're okay with like running around on all fours like a gazelle in front of her. You'll be okay with not getting laughs in your first ten shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, and still, still being able to commit when you're doing that your best Southern voice and it's not very good and no one's laughing. And you're like, well, three more minutes of this. I don't have much of a choice, child. <laughs> I do declare. I do declare we are stuck in this moment. <laughs> I never heard myself do this out loud until now. <laughs> That's always me. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. doing an accent on stage and I'm like, I've never done this out loud before. And this is yeah. insane. This is not what it sounds like in my head. Everyone's exactly. looking at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, it always reminds me of there's that Simpsons quote. I think the Shelbyville episode when Millhouse is like says to Bart, I thought you said you could read lips. And he goes, I assumed I could. It feels like that sometimes when an improviser tries an accent for the first time, you're like, huh, I thought I could do a Welsh accent. I cannot. It I've does heard it feel, before. It does yeah, feel like no. swimming out of a diving tank and someone's like, yeah, have you ever jumped off a high dive before? You're like, yeah, I figured it's like, what? how hard can it be? It's a Welsh accent. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> fucking belly flopped hard, dude. It's like, yeah, well, <laughs> I never really considered what an actual good dive was. I just th- had an idea of one in my head. <laughs> like, It's like when you've seen a kid do like... W- when they put their hands on the ground and kind of just move their feet and in their mind, they did a cartwheel. You know exact, what I mean? Like, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Where you're like, Whoa, that must, and like, please don't show me what that looks like on camera. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best things you could do, I think for yourself to feel humbled <laughs> along the same lines is get real drunk and then run as fast as you can <laughs> and have someone film it. <laughs> And then also, while they're filming it, after you run as fast as you can, run up to the camera and, and answer, how fast do you think you're, how fast did you feel like you were going? Because the answer is you felt like you were flying. And then when you watch that footage, you're going to go, holy shit, I, this looks, all, I look like fucking Steven Seagal sprinting through a fucking church and hard to kill. Uh, that's a great <laughs> exercise. Everyone should be required to do that. Once a, once a month to humble themselves. Because the feeling you feel when you're drunk running and the wind's on your face, you're like... Yeah, it feels great. When I've been really wasted and had to run for either fun or danger or whatever, yeah. y- your form changes in a way where you're like, no, I think I run open hand like Terminator <laughs> style. Like, yeah, you're yeah. all of a sudden like, yep, no, this feels exactly right. This is right. better. This, this is, is better. better. I don't know why I don't normally run like this. <laughs> yeah. 
the next morning you're like, oh, both of my hamstrings are insanely oh, sore. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, you ran in dress shoes as fast as you could without warming up at all. It's like, oh. Yeah, in a stride that you had never <laughs> yeah, done before. In a gallop I've never seen from you before. <laughs> Your muscles had never been activated in that way before. So, yeah, you're going to be sore tomorrow. Yeah, you're gonna, you are limping today and you should be for several more days, bro. <laughs> Um, uh, I know you are an avid runner. Do you have any, like, are you setting any running goals for yourself or have you thought of like, I know after a while, a lot of people who do a lot of long distance running, you have to find that cross training thing to make yourself feel sane and yeah. not overuse in injuries and shit. Thinking, well, going back to your earlier question about like maybe dropping some goals and maybe that's okay. So I, I had a goal for a long time of running a sub three hour marathon. And after I've done, I've only done four marathons. And on the fourth one, I did it. I got two hours and 55 minutes. Oh, yes. Then, I remember seeing that. Congrats again on that, by dang. the way. So yeah. then at the time, I was like, okay, now my next goal is I want to break two hours and 50 minutes. And then I was kind of like, and then eventually two hours and 45 would be really cool. And I let myself think, like, and gosh, if I could get to two hours and 30, that's like sub elite. Then I'm kind of brushing shoulders with the kids who are thinking about making Olympic trials. <laughs> <laughs> and I really let myself have that completely not realizing like I'd have to like double my training. And I think finally I'm kind of like, you know what? Two hours and 55. That was great. I can just feel good about that. Um, but so what I might do instead is try to get more into like ultra running. So running longer than a marathon. Cause then like the time is less, then unless it, you're trying to win, it's less important than just trying to finish. Yeah. So that's, I think that's like a that's good a game changer. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I did two half marathons the way you're oh, nice. going to do an ultra marathon where it's like, all you got to do is finish. And it's like, it took me like three hours and 40 minutes to do a half marathon. You're talking about doing double that in under three hours. So I got no, uh, I got no shame about, I think four hours was the cutoff and I did like three hours and 40 oh, minutes or great. something. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But, but along the same lines, it's like, I think, I think that's the right move for you. Cause that's like, yeah, I, yeah. You are a long distance runner type person. You are in that like meditative, like, survival kind of I could see your I mean it's hard that's going to be an easier goal to train for than cutting time off I think so and I think that will be less likely I'll get injured because I think that's when a lot of people get injured who are former intense runners when they were younger is like they tell themselves like well I used to be able to run a sub 15 minute 5k so I should still be able to do that and then they try to push their body to do that and then you get hurt Whereas if you just kind of let yourself relax a little bit more, it's, you know, running can still be hard in the body, but I think just kind of letting yourself go a slower pace will just inherently be less pounding and less likely to get yeah. hurt. So I think and I got to let that go. And then also the training for that is not necessarily like, yes, you got to get your mileage in, but it's not necessarily pounding and tempo runs and stuff like exactly. that. You can yeah, do, they, yeah. I've, I read a few like ultra marathon books and they, they'll start to use the term just time on feet more. And so one of the things that you just need to train your body to, to do is get used to being like standing up for that long. Being, so, being vertical for the 10 hours you need to be for like however exactly, long like, the race Especially is. someone like me who I'm sitting in a chair all day normally at work. I'm literally just not used to standing up for 10 hours at a time. Right, so like right, right. Getting I, used to that. Like so long, <laughs> slow walks is like not bad training, you know, and that sort of thing. Oh, that's interesting. See, yeah, I think this is the right move then because yeah, yeah. you can't fucking over overuse injuries if you repetitive use injuries if you just keep pounding the pavement. At least even like 
doing that much distance will change your stride. Will like mm-hmm. move, change around. You can aim for like scenery of like I'll yep. run from here to Prospect Park and back. And who cares about yeah? Who cares? I'll run to go see the ocean and back. And yep. who cares about time or actual mileage? You just need to. Who cares if I walk for two miles in the middle while I'm listening to the, yeah. the, an album I like or whatever? Yeah, you just got to. So I th- I think that's what I got to do. That sounds great. And I'm not quite there intellectually. Like even as we're talking about it, in the back of my mind, I'm like, but then if my training goes really well, and then I want to try to break that two hours and fifty minutes, great. You know, yeah, I still right. haven't fully let it go, but right, I'm right. moving in that direction. But that's the thing. Two hours and 50 minutes is very doable because you did two hours and 55 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, It's like cutting, you know, that, what is that? That's 10 seconds. Like, yeah. Ends up being five seconds off a mile or something like that. Right. That knocks two, like a couple minutes off right there. And that's just like, it's very doable. But if you get 250, you're going to want 245. Exactly. I won't suddenly feel like I did it. I proved that I'm a good runner. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I do like your idea because I do think that's where also some uh, people who love the love long distance running end up going to where it's like, well, now I want to do a really hilly marathon. Exactly. Or I, like, exactly. I want to do, do a cool trail marathon. Yeah, yeah exactly. I want, I want to do uh, a half marathon every day for uh, 10 days right. or something. You know, like that's the shit I think people – because – it's just law of diminishing returns. You're like, can only yep. get so much faster. And then also that shit where you're like, I want to get my hundred time faster when, or my 400 meter time faster as you get older. That's where yeah, it gets. That's even harder. Yeah. I had to finally decide like, funny you say this. I, I got something very similar. I finally had to decide that I don't think I'll ever go three, four, five in powerlifting, which is a, a 300 pound bench, a 400 pound squat and a 500 pound. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of like a, if someone has that, they're considered a, a pretty savvy, uh, undeniably pretty strong lifter. Yeah. I haven't squatted over 400 pounds in, in several years. I have not deadlifted over 400 pounds in several years. I've never deadlifted 500 pounds. Gyms have been closed for one year. I'm like, right. maybe that is not going to happen. Because it's not like when I'm 40, I'm going to want to try to deadlift 500 pounds. That seems wrong. For the first time. Yeah. yeah. For the first time in my life. Exactly. <laughs> But it is that thing. It's like, I still want strength sports as part of my life. So I need to find that goal. A way that, that you can still, yeah, yeah. That might be my 245 where it's like, I could probably get to three, four, 450. And then it's like, how am I going to add 60 pounds to my deadlift now? And it's like, that's yeah. going to take work and, you know, on and off back injuries for the next two months or whatever. Right. Years. And yeah. real, yeah. And realizing like, I'm not giving up on this thing. I'm. The th- I'm not losing something. I'm gaining not getting hurt. And like I'm gaining being right. able to consistently do this for another 20 years instead of trying for one more year and then getting hurt or whatever it is. Right, right. And then also maybe low-key secretly part of it is are you setting yourself up to be let down too? Like are you yeah. pick are you picking something or are you picking something that you might not ever get to so that you have an excuse to also keep trying but never getting to it? And that's not there, – there's some – that doesn't totally sound like a bad idea if it keeps me trying. Like it right, keeps okay, me, yeah, that's a good. You're right. That you know is what like I mean? yeah, like always reaching a little more. Maybe that's okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I wonder because I I wonder where I'm at if I'm saying like three, four, five. If I'm just saying like the fact that I can't do it kind of gives me like the well, I would do that, but I don't think I right, should. Right. Or am I lying to myself? 
I mean, I'm definitely lying to myself. Saying, it's just yeah. a matter of how much. <laughs> <laughs> and in which direction. And which direction. <laughs> That's exactly we're what I was saying. We're all lying to ourselves. Yeah, we're all lying to ourselves. Just what side, where am I trying to push myself to in the end here? <laughs> which direction am I trying to aim for? Um, yeah, that isn't like, or if I keep striving for it and never get it, but I get, you know, 290, 390, and 490. That's very good. And if you get yeah. 247 and never get 245, that's very good. Right, right. And if it but, keeps me in it, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I guess I guess it's sort of like you got to get back on that road and see where what exits are on that highway in a kind of yeah. way where you're like, all right, I guess I, I got to at least start putting the mileage in and start feeling like, do I want to try to do 40 miles on Saturday or do I want right. to try to do 18 miles at a certain pace? Like, like Yeah, and maybe that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I I want to do a big, another thing I want to try is like a big hike, like a Ooh, yeah, me like too. A, like a multi day, uh, whether it's even like a glamping. Like I heard some people I know hiked Machu Picchu in like a glamping way where yep. there's like five stops with like huts and dinner along the yeah, way. Yeah, I know it's I know it's cheesy, but it sounds pretty sweet. It sounds that, that type of situation. Yeah. That sounds I mean and that's just again just privilege of just like yep. hi, I'm a white person flying to South America. Here's X amount of thousands of dollars. Carry my shit to there. So I could yeah. post an Instagram about it. <laughs> yeah. I've heard there's a similar cool one in Switzerland that's a similar like hut to hut where you don't have to have that much um, on your back because they have food at every yeah. place and they have like a bed and sheets that you can get and a similar one in the Scottish Highlands too. And I'm sure there's others around the world, but I've like vaguely looked into it. I did like a five day backpacking trip in college where we had all our own food and hiked from pla like place to place to place. And then oh, that's awesome. came around. So that's the longest in I've the done. States? But I, Were you yeah, in the States? Yeah, in um, Vermont. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've never done anything like that. I I went camping for the first time in 2018. Like we didn't have like camping growing up. That wasn't yeah, a yeah. thing my family did. And uh, I went camping for the first time in 2018 and I was like, "Ooh, I could see this being like a path in life of enjoyment of like especially and now COVID is hit. I'm like, I got to get fucking into camping cuz it's like Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, yeah. And and I'm not like good at packing and like th foresight and stuff. So the idea of like these like <laughs> glamping sites that where it's like, you just walk, carry your clothes and uh, be in good enough shape to walk, you know, incline eight miles a day. It's like, got yeah. it. Yes. Just like make sure you drink enough water in between places or like bring one water bottle with you and then get to the next place and you will survive. You right, will be exactly. <laughs> like, shut your brain off and just get to this next place and someone will feed you fucking carnitas and you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. That sounds pretty sweet yeah i feel like the person who told me about the trip too they had like hot tubs and yurts at each what? one of the stops oh, i feel like on. and you can like take a shower <laughs> and, stuff. and if that or maybe i'm making that up but uh that sounds perfectly in my wheelhouse of like yeah you know that the great. take a dip at each spot dry your socks <laughs> out put them on in the morning and keep on hiking <laughs> I, yeah also like an event like that to train for I feel like always helps me with exercise too. Oh, uh, me too. That's why tw one thing that was uh, hard about 2020 for me. And again, I've, I've been very, very lucky. It was not as hard. <laughs> the as Overton window for difficulty in our life yeah. has slid. We know <laughs> we hear uh, is with, I had like, I think I had three races that I signed up for and they all got canceled. 
Uh, and I'm, I'm very much having like an athletic thing that I'm training for in the future really helps me stay motivated because then I'm like, well, if I miss today, I'm going to fall off this training plan. Whereas if I have nothing like that in the future, it's very easy to be like, well, I've got some more work to do and I'm, there's, I might as well just skip today and I'm going to finish this work. And then all of a sudden I'm like falling uh, off. And, I'm the yeah. same way. And I think it's partially because of like sports where it's like, yeah. I don't want to be on the field and look bad. And whether that right. is like in my own head of like, I don't want to run a time I'm not happy with. So I got to. Yeah. And so when I have something like that on the mat, like I used to, we used to play rugby once a year and that would be like a thing enough where I'd be like, don't get yeah. too fat or, you know, 16 weeks out. It's like someone sends the email. It's like, guys start jogging. <laughs> like we yeah. have, a, yeah. <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like shit like that has always worked well for me. And then we were supposed yeah, to go to too. Scotland to play rugby this year in October. And you know, it fell through obviously. And then, like not having any event, I wanted to do a Spartan race for the first time because I had done. A, I've done a couple of those. Yeah, I thought that would be a, a more of a fun mix because thirteen miles. Cool. I like is it. too yeah. long for me. It's too boring. Yeah, it was I, really hard. I did. Um, I did a sprint one. I think it's called like in an Olympic or <laughs> in a stadium. I think it at Dodger Stadium. Oh, uh, cool. That was cool. And then I did a. I forget what their different terms are, but like the intermediate one. I think it was like. It's like a 10 K or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, About a 10 K with obstacles, like 20 or 30 obstacles. And that was on the side of a ski slope in New Jersey. And it was honestly one of the hardest things I've ever done. Like in some ways harder than the marathon, just in terms of like brute having to will myself to keep getting through it. And I don't have upper body strength. So some of the, it's the, when you, if you can't finish one of the obstacles, you're supposed to do like 20 burpees as a penalty or something like that. Oh. And, and just doing 20 burpees once is very hard. And I think I had to do that for like four of the obstacles and it was raining and cold. Yeah. And, and they I, loved I it by mud myself. and electricity yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and uh, razor blades is crazy. Oh yeah. They have like razor wire that then you're you have to like under. army crawl underneath. <laughs> and so you get all cold and wet and your body temperature drops. It was very hard, but I, oh, yeah, I a good accomplishment. Yeah, see that that shit feels good. Like, and and I need shit like that on the clock where it's like, don't forget in October you're supposed to do this stupid physical thing. So like, don't let yourself get too fat or yeah, keep stretching at least. Yeah, yeah. Actually, going back to the picking a goal for something and maybe it's still useful if you never get it. So I I forgot about this after I did that Spartan race. I one of the obstacles was a rope climb. You had to climb a rope, and I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it when I did the first sprint one. So I was like, you know what? I want to do one more Spartan race, and I want to be able to do the rope climb. So I picked one a year out. I got a trainer for a couple months where they the gym didn't have a rope climb, but we did things that we thought would like approximate the yeah. muscles that you need to, for climbing a rope. Did all that. And in retrospect, I was setting myself up for failure because did not practice climbing a rope once, but, <laughs> uh, but did lifts that I thought might help. Like it, it had a machine that had a rope on it. So I yeah. like pull that. <laughs> <laughs> and so the race came, could not do the rope climb. And in fact, was wor- did worse because it was like rainy and cold. So it was slippery. <laughs> but I had the goal for a year. I forgot that that's why I did another Spartan race because I was like, I want to be able to do the rope climb. Did not do it, but having that goal did like get me to train and do more upper body stuff for a year than I've ever done before. Interesting. I think I want to be able to climb a rope too. That's something I haven't been able to do in my life ever. Yeah. Like, so like, I think it'd be a bummer reason to die if we ever do get in a zombie apocalypse and it's like, <laughs> quick, we got to c- climb this rope to get up to the chopper. And it's like, well, 
See you guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. You you turn around at the wall, be like, forget it. Let the zombies eat me. You're like, turn to me, Gabrus. Never mind. I'm going to let the zombies eat me. Gabrus? And I'm 100 meters back being eaten by the zombies. Never even got to the wall. It's like, oh, man, I can't believe I died in the apocalypse because I couldn't climb the wall. It's like, well, Gabrus died because he didn't have 200 meters in him. <laughs> <laughs> He's back there stretching as the zombies go <laughs> horde over him and eat his fucking brains. Um, uh, Dern, thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty and talking to me, dude. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great this. to talk to you. I appreciate it, Gabriel. Yeah, I hope some of the listeners got motivated. Uh, I would say tweet at me and Nate. Uh, unfortunately, I'll sign Nate up for this, but only like four or five of you psychos will do it anyway. Just tweet at us with what you're trying to do in 2021. What new things do you want to try? I love to read that about other people and maybe hit us with a little bit of what's the why behind it? What's the why behind it? Uh, but Dern, you mentioned it. I talked about it. Tell people about your new podcast. Oh, thank you. I've got a podcast called Try with Nate Dern. We've got about uh, 11 episodes out so far. Mr. John Gabris is on it talking about something that he's trying to do. And so each episode, someone just talks about something new they're trying to do. And I interview him for about 30 minutes and include a few like audio footnotes, I call them, where I go deeper into the topic at hand. So on Gabris's episode, we talk about trying to read more and kind of figuring out ways uh, to make reading more part of your yeah. routine. Pitch them. Pitch the most exciting episode. <laughs> I got John Gabris on, uh, crazy bad boy comedian talking about reading. <laughs> you know the three books that we talked about this episode? We do some more of that. Yeah, right, exactly. Two of them come Including on. two of the same books. Yeah. <laughs> so if that doesn't convince you. Definitely listen to that episode. Maybe start with another one. <laughs> um, wait, I also, I got a... Uh, you recommended this to me, right? The the blade, yes. it, the blade itself, Joe yeah. Abercrombie. I so love I that read book. It. I haven't started yet, but that's on my pile to read too. Oh, nice! Text me when you uh, are a few a few hundred pages in. You're gonna love it. It's very oh, cool. well written and very funny too, which is not a lot of fantasy is. Um, so try with nature and find that wherever you can get podcasts. Um, I called you boy genius earlier, but that's just the cover of your book. Your book is not quite a genius, not still that's a genius. Right. What is it? Not quite a genius. Yeah. Not quite a that's genius. Right. So if you don't have that book, pick up Nate's book. It's still and available in print. <laughs> print is alive, bitch. We, uh, we did not sell out. There are copies available. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the 10th edition, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Dern, thanks so much for coming on. I'm at Gabrus on all social medias. Uh, Action Boys podcast, a uh, podcast. Uh, it's behind a paywall, but uh, it's me, Ryan Stanger, Ben Rogers, talking about action movies longer than the lengths of the movies themselves. It's not for everybody and most likely not for you, but we've got some free episodes out there. Give them a go if you want to give it a listen. And the Gino Lombardo Show, Stitcher Premium, promo code Gino. 20 scripted episodes of a, it follows a narrative and uh, the seasons build to plot points. And who knows if there's going to be a third season. Oh. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. 
in a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> See, I see, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.